Welcome to Behind the Binge, the podcast where we bring forth much-needed conversations about binge eating recovery and ditching diet culture. I'm your host, Marissa Kaimilik, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and binge eating coach. This is our space to dive into practical tips to heal from binge eating, challenge your diet culture beliefs, discuss the nuances of intuitive eating, and empower you to recover. Let's start exploring what's behind the binge. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Binge. This could potentially, I guess, be considered the start of season three. I don't really know how to label seasons of a podcast, but every time I take an extended break, I consider coming back the start of a new season. So here we are getting back into podcasting again. I decided it would be best to start with a simple Q&A. It's an easy way for me to get back connected with you guys and also to kick up my brainstorming for upcoming episodes, because that's always the hardest part, is trying to brainstorm what you all want to learn more about, what you all need more help with. Because being so far removed from my days of recovery, sometimes it does take a lot for me to tap back into what those biggest struggles were that I needed clarity with or clarity from. And so just a reminder here that if you ever want to hear me talk about something specific on the podcast, please feel free to DM me either on my personal Instagram or the team's Instagram at behind.the.binge. That would be the easiest way to get a hold of us so that we can get all of your questions answered on your binge freedom journey. And that's exactly where I pulled these questions from for today's episode from Instagram. I put up a question sticker asking you to ask me anything and everything about food freedom, intuitive eating, binge eating. And so that's going to be the bulk of today's episode. To kick off this episode, I thought it would be nice to give you all a little update, a little life update, a little work update. So life update, I moved again. We've actually moved four times in the past two years. Crazy, I know. And I feel like I'm ready to stop doing that so much. And so I believe the house that we are currently living in now will be the house that we stay in for an extended period of time. I hope. I mean, life is always changing. And for us, it's always changing because we are now Airbnb the house that we last lived in. And so that's why we moved into the house that I, I just bought. And so with all of the moving going on, that's why I took a hiatus from podcasting. But now we are settled. I'm in my new office and it feels so nice and bright and fresh. And you all know that nothing feels as good as like a fresh start that you can really make your own. And that's really how I feel in this new space. If you are unaware, our old space was a live-in flip. So we were renovating as we were living in that house and it did become incredibly overwhelming and stressful at times. And maybe maybe that's a whole episode I could make all about how to take care of yourself and eat intuitively while you're in a really stressful situation, whether that's work stress or life stress, relationship stress, etc. Because I definitely just experienced a lot of the chaos of my living environment impact how I was eating and how I navigated that might be something that you're interested in learning more about. So here's my brainstorming, you know, I'm already starting to kick up some ideas. Anyway, so that's sort of the biggest life update was the move. Biggest work update is that we have a dietitian on the team now, another dietitian in addition to myself. Her name is Morgan. Morgan 
Morgan Yoder, and she has been with us for about three months now, seeing one-to-one coaching clients, and she just went on maternity leave. So shortly after she came on board, I knew she'd be going on maternity leave, and she just had her baby on Saturday, and she is so cute. Her name is Daphne, and we love her already as part of the Behind the Binge team. But if you want to get to know more about our new dietitian, Morgan, definitely go over to the Behind the Binge Instagram page because that is primarily where she is. She has been sharing a lot of tips about intuitive eating, healing your relationship with food, making reels, sharing her story all over there. And I can't wait for you to get more connected with her. She's awesome. Love having her on the team. So, okay, we're about five minutes into the episode. So I think it'd be a good time to segue into the questions. I just thought it would be nice to share with you a little bit about where I've been, where we've been as a team. And let's go ahead and help you uncover some of these things going on behind your binge eating. First question says, struggling with grocery shopping. So much time spent in the supermarket buying unnecessary things and then I binge. Any advice? Yeah, great question. So I think that there's a lot that could be a play here. I guess to preface all of these questions, this should not replace any professional help from your your doctor to your dietitian, your therapist. Any way that I answer any sort of brief Q&A questions will always feel a bit incomplete because I don't know the full backstory. I don't know where you're at in your journey. I don't know the full scope of your relationship with food. So unless we are professionally working together, it's really hard for me to give you a complete picture of what might be going on. So if my answers start with, it depends, that's because most of the time it really does depend on other factors at play here. So anyways, I digress. To answer your question, yeah, it depends. It depends on what is going on that's leading you to the binge after going to the supermarket. My first instinct is that there are some food rules around what you allow yourself to buy at the supermarket. So you get there and then you feel like you're buying quote unquote these unnecessary things. But what is unnecessary? Does it feel like fun foods are unnecessary? Less nutritious foods are unnecessary? Because when we have subtle food rules, subtle judgments about the types of food we are eating or enjoying, that can trigger a binge in and of itself. Even if you feel like you're allowing yourself to buy it in order to open up permission to eat it, to break food rules, if there's any sense of guilt or shame, judgment, second-guessing yourself underneath the surface of that permission, then it is considered conditional permission and that will lead it to feel off limits and therefore lead to that backlash, that deprivation backlash eating where we feel more drawn to the food, we need to eat more of it to reach satisfaction and subsequently end up binging. So my first tip for you would be to reflect on if the foods that you are gravitating towards in the supermarket feel off limits, feel restricted, and let's explore why. Why are there still food rules and how are they not serving you? The second thing I would say a lot of people have heard this before, I'm sure, is don't go to the grocery store hungry. If you go to the grocery store hungry, you're more likely to just sort of buy whatever, whenever, without much structure, and then get home and feel like, I don't know what to eat, but I need to eat something right now because I'm hungry. And that could trigger a binge. So try to make sure that you are adequately nourished before going to the grocery store, just so that way you have different perspective when grocery shopping and you're more likely to make more informed decisions rather than impulsive decisions. 
So to sort of wrap up my advice for this question about struggling with grocery shopping and ending up binging when you get home from grocery shopping, first and foremost, check in with your food rules. Does it feel like there are food fears and food judgments around the foods that you are gravitating towards in the supermarket? And make sure that you are eating enough so that way you don't feel like you go from zero to 100 when you get home from the grocery store simply just because you're really hungry. I hope that helps and gets you started with navigating this situation. Second question I have is, I want to start intuitive eating, but I don't know where to start or how to start. Great question. I feel like there's no right or wrong way to start exploring intuitive eating. You could start by reading the intuitive eating book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Reich. That will be sort of like a guidebook and Bible, for lack of a better term, of the principles of intuitive eating to help you get an understanding of what it involves and how to start taking steps to become an intuitive eater. You can follow intuitive eating counselors and intuitive eating dietitians on Instagram. So you can start to learn more about it from them if you want more of a free version to get started on your journey. You can also work with someone who is a professional in the intuitive eating space, like a therapist, counselor, or dietitian. That would be the best way to apply the intuitive eating principles to your unique circumstances because let's say you're coming from a history of dieting and binge eating. Just reading the book probably isn't going to be enough for you to fully understand what's going on beneath the surface that needs to be uprooted before you can flourish into a trusting intuitive eater. And so that's where a professional can come in and help you navigate some of those bumps in the road so you can overcome those barriers faster and heal your relationship with food once and for all. But yeah, it sounds like you're already curious about intuitive eating, so you've likely dipped your toes in. But to take it that next step, definitely read the book, follow other professionals on social media. Maybe you join some free intuitive eating support Facebook groups. There are plenty out there. And reach out to a professional to start your journey in a more personalized way. If you want a literal answer to this question, what is the first step for starting intuitive eating? It is breaking up with dieting. Rejecting the diet mentality is principle number one of intuitive eating. So starting to unpack the diet culture beliefs, myths, food rules beneath the surface underneath your relationship with food is the first step to start your journey to food freedom as an intuitive eater. Next question says, I've been binging for 20 years and I feel hopeless. How do I get started with stopping? Oh, I'm so sorry, first and foremost. I know it can feel so hopeless, just like you said, and debilitating and confusing, especially if this has been the cycle you've been stuck in for over two decades. But to give you some hope, go check out episode number 12. Episode number 12 features my past group coaching client, Anna Yancey, who struggled with binge eating for over 20 years just like yourself and found freedom just in a couple months as she uncovered why she was binging and started taking the appropriate steps to stop the cycle for good. And we did so together. And it's just a really inspiring story. So I hope that you get some inspiration and hope back from listening to that episode and being able to see that you are not alone and you are definitely not broken. For anyone to get started with stopping the binge eating cycle, we first and foremost want to understand why we're binging. Binge eating primarily comes from some sort of restriction that can be physical restriction, such as not allowing yourself to eat uh, over a certain amount of calories, not eating certain macronutrients, or simply not having appropriate 
reliable access to safe foods, or it could be a mental restriction like food judgments, shame around food, feeling guilt after eating, having a lot of shoulds, shouldn't, should talking inside of your head. If any of that is going on, then it is definitely important to break free from the restrictions first and foremost. Binging can also come from emotional reasons like not understanding how to tap into your emotions from past traumas, abuse, etc. However, if your physical needs are not getting met, meaning you're not eating enough or having enough safe access to food, meaning no mental restrictions either, then it's really hard to approach emotional eating because your body is staying in a state of fight or flight. So first and foremost, identify if there's any restrictions going on that could be fueling the binge eating cycle. So if you're a chronic dieter, that's definitely a great place to start. Go listen to episode number 12 with Annie Yancey, and I really hope you continue to persevere forward with resilience through your recovery. It can get scary, but it is so, so, so worth it. Okay, fourth question is, I always get hungry at night, but never during the day. I eat tons at night. Any advice? I have a whole episode on nighttime eating, and I will link that in the show notes as well. However, to give you a little bit of a summary of what I said in that episode and what I will say to you, it's that if you are feeling hungrier in the evening, front load your day. Make sure you are eating plenty of food at breakfast and lunch and even the snacks in between. Because if we are experiencing a pattern to when we binge or overeat, we can likely take a look at what is happening surrounding that circumstance that may be contributing. And a large contributor to nighttime eating is not eating enough throughout the day. Even if you're not hungry, it's important to be practical and recognize, hey, when I don't eat a lot throughout the day, I end up overeating and binging at night. So I'm going to proactively listen to my body by making sure I'm getting consistent and adequate meals in the earlier times of the day. So that way I can prevent that sort of rebound from happening in the evenings. So try to beef up your breakfast and your lunch a little bit. Check and see if there's an extended period of time that you go without eating, especially between lunch and dinner, because that is really common. And make sure that you're getting in a meal or a snack about every three to four hours to make sure that you're getting consistent food intake. You mentioned you never get hungry during the day, so I'm guessing you're trying to listen to that and you're not eating. But in this case, it's important to be more practical rather than instinctual and implement some more meals and snacks to your day. I love this next question. When someone fully recovered from binge eating disorder, is it okay to have fitness goals? Will this cause a binge? Love this question because so many people who come to work with me do have health and fitness goals. They want to live a healthful life. Not everyone has to have that desire and everyone deserves respect no matter what their health status is. But if that is something that you do get joy from, that's something that is a big part of your values, something that's important to you, it is absolutely okay to still pursue a healthful life while healing your relationship with food, breaking up a diet culture, and becoming an intuitive eater. Actually, the last two principles of intuitive eating are all about health values. So if you feel like health is something that goes to the wayside as an intuitive eater, you're wrong. Specifically in relation to fitness goals, my question to you would be, how would you define a fitness goal? Is it a physique goal or is it about building strength? Is it a physique goal or is it about building stamina? Is it a physique goal or is it about building flexibility? It's all about the intention. If you were to have a fat loss intention, you are automatically going to resort back into a restrictive mindset. It is impossible to have a mindset of fat loss, 
weight loss, any sort of loss without relying on food restriction. Because think about it like this. If you are trying to lose weight and you are going to eat lunch, there is going to be an element of what you choose to eat that is dependent on will this make you lose or gain weight. As long as that is part of your goal, you are never going to be able to be fully free from restriction. And so that is why intuitive eating is not for the purpose of weight loss. However, if you just want to increase your strength, you want to challenge yourself, you want to lift heavier weights, you want to be able to run longer or faster or be stronger in some sort of way, there is nothing wrong with that. And intuitive eating can actually be really supportive of these goals because it allows you to listen to your body in order to support the the energy and the strength needed to engage in these activities. So to answer your question directly, it will cause a binge if the goal is something related to weight loss, uh, fat loss, any form of restriction, mostly surrounding physique goals, like actual image goals. However, if it is for the purpose of health, stamina, et cetera, all these things that I've named, then as long as that intention is rooted in your values and you recognize that restricting your food is not part of those goals, then it likely won't lead to a binge. Almost everything when it comes to intuitive eating and prolonged recovery is about that intention. And that's why it's so important to start with understanding why you're healing your relationship with food in the first place, because that why should not change just because you've recovered from binge eating. So you can also tap back into that original why to check and see if your new fitness goals are in alignment with living that life that you dreamed of before recovery. And the last question is, how do I know when I'm eating because I'm hungry and not just because the food tastes good. Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with eating just because food tastes good. Intuitive eating, healing your relationship with food, and food freedom, it's not a hungerfulness diet. The purpose of food is not simply just to fuel our body, while that is a large part of what food is meant to do. Part of fueling our body includes fueling our happiness, our enjoyment, our traditions, our cultural experiences, etc. And in those cases, hunger may not be part of the equation. And listening to your body is not just about listening to your hunger and your fullness. So first and foremost, make sure that you have that permission to eat food, just to eat food, just to enjoy food, because that is absolutely a part of living a healthful life. But if you're really trying to distinguish when you are eating because you're hungry versus when you're eating simply for taste satisfaction, the answer lies within connecting to your hunger and fullness cues. When you get really familiar with what hunger feels like, even early signs of hunger, you will know, oh, this is hunger. If you are really in touch with your fullness and satisfaction cues, you'll be able to recognize, hey, I'm feeling pretty satisfied, but I can definitely keep eating more just for the simple pleasure of the the taste enjoyment of this. It's awesome if you can understand on a scale of one to 10, all the different phases of your hunger and fullness. So for example, when I'm a four on the hunger scale, so I'm starting to get comfortably hungry. I'm usually thinking about food. I'm usually salivating. I'm, I'm starting to crave eating something and I get distracted. I have a hard time focusing. So if I start to find myself wandering off in my work and I'm not tuned into my body completely, I usually can recognize that as an early sign of hunger and think, oh, wait, it's been about three to four hours since my last meal. It would make sense that my body's craving food right now. I'm going to go have something. And almost immediately, I can tell a difference in my mindset and my focus when I eat something if I'm starting to get distracted. That is not a traditional sign of hunger. We usually think of hunger as our stomach growling, but an early sign of hunger 
might be an instinct for you to eat something before it becomes that too late feeling where you're starving and now it goes from zero to 100 and you're stuffing your face. When we can identify those early signs of hunger, we'll be able to better listen to that. Then on the flip side, early signs of fullness might be warmth, right? My body warms up when I'm starting to get full. Might be that the taste decreases. Your actual ability to taste the flavor of what you're eating decreases as you start to get full because our body is so smart and when it doesn't want you to keep eating anymore, it's not going to keep tasting things the same way it did when you first started eating that food. You know how when you're hungry and you take those first few bites of like a dessert or something delicious, a new recipe, you're like, oh my gosh, this tastes better than anything I've ever had in my life. That starts to kind of go away the more and more you eat it. And you may not really notice that, but if you really tune into your body as you are getting full and you listen to your taste buds and you really tune into it, you'll notice, hey, this doesn't actually taste as flavorful or as potent as those first few bites. And that is the way our body works to tell us that we're, we're kind of nearing the point where we've had enough. So if you get really in touch with these hungerfulness signals, you will know. You will know. I've had enough. I'm going to keep eating just because it tastes good. Or I haven't had enough. I'm going to keep eating because I'm still hungry, right? When you are fully satisfied, you will stop thinking about food. It's crazy to think about, especially if you've been in a chronic state of deprivation or dieting. It feels like that is impossible, but I promise you it is possible when you are adequately nourished and your body trusts that food is not going anywhere and your appetite begins to regulate again. You will notice that when you've had enough, you stop seeking food, you start getting distracted, you stop thinking about food so much. So the answer here is you'll know the difference once you've healed your relationship with food and and get really in tune with your body signals. It sounds simple, but I know if you're coming from a history of dieting or binge eating, it's really not. And it takes a healing process and learning more about your body again to be able to listen to these signals intuitively. Okay, those are the questions that I pulled out of the bunch that I wanted to answer for you guys today just to kick off this season three, give you some inspiration to continue on your journey to food freedom if you're struggling with binge eating and help you to learn more about intuitive eating. So thank you all for listening. Want to let you know before we end this episode that right now I have a workshop open for enrollment. It is called the Three Day Jumpstart to Binge Freedom and it is my favorite live workshop series and those who have been involved in the series also seem to really enjoy it as well. So I'm really excited to be hosting it again. I haven't hosted it since April. And so that makes it even more fun to get back into this, get to open up this opportunity to more people who are just looking for that clarity, inspiration, and empowerment to really jumpstart their journey to binge freedom. It is for three days only on August 24th, 25th, and 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. But don't worry if you can't make it live. There are recordings every single day so that way you don't have to miss a thing. If you want to learn more about the workshop and or sign up, I will leave the link in the show notes to enroll or you can go to programs.behindthebench.com backslash three dash day dash workshop, three day workshop with dashes in between. So it's programs.behindthebinge.com backslash three day workshop with dashes in between three dash day dash workshop. I don't know the best way to say that, but you understand what I'm saying. I'll link it down below anyways. Okay, well, I'm so happy to be back on the podcast. Don't forget to leave a review if you have not already, if you're enjoying the podcast because it helps it reach more people and also helps 
to encourage me to keep making episodes. I make these episodes for you, so please let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to see more of, or I guess hear more of, and yeah, I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye.